Betterment. Yes, the largest and fastest growing automated investing service designed with revolutionary technology to promote smarter investing, better returns, and to minimize your taxes now, later, and throughout retirement. Betterment, investing made better. Get up to six months free by visiting Betterment.com slash money. And if you love this show, you will go to Betterment.com slash money and sign up today. So let's get this show started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Start the wave. Don't follow it. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Good, man. Good. Just, uh... Drinking my Coruscant Agnes Triple Ale, brewed yeah. and bottled in Belgium. Mm. Seven point five percent of damn tasty Belgian brew. That's pretty high. It's getting up there. It's yeah. Getting up there in alcohol. I, you know what? I'm drinking something just as alcoholic. Uh, water from the Glassboro Tap. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's got a lot of calcium in it. That's that's what I know. It's very it's very hard hard water here. They put fluoride in the top water. And they put fluoride to control us in the coat, the perennial gland. <laughs> Mind control, yes. Yes, that's <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so today's catchphrase is start the wave, don't follow it. That comes in from Twitter, at the Duke Daniel, our friend Daniel Murrow. Thank you so much for the catchphrase. And you can send in your catchphrases to our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters Man. And you can send them into our Facebook account. It's facebook.com slash listen money matters. Uh, today... Uh, we have a guest on the show today, and he's got a new product. And if you hear some ambience noise, and I'll tell you why that is, uh, we have Matt Rothstein from GetFinal.com. Matt, how are you today? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I think you're the first guest who shares the same name as me on the show today. So that's a first. I think we have a... A naturally good bond from that. Yes. I've never met a bad Matt. <laughs> no, and it's because we're God's <laughs> gift. That's the, that's the, <laughs> I think that's the, uh, the origin of our name. So, yeah, uh, I want, you know, so right now there's some, there's some ambient noise behind you. You are at a conference in Las Vegas. What conference are you at? Money 2020. And what's that? What is, is that like a Finnovate, like kind of a thing? You could think of it like Finnovate, uh, I think. From a size perspective, Money 2020 is a little bit bigger. Okay. But it's uh, it's a, a bit of a different feel. I haven't been to Finnovate yet. Okay. I've spoken to the guy who runs it. It's, a, it's an interesting conference. The uh, This one has a huge focus on on what the future of, of payments is in, say, on a 20-year horizon. That's oh, okay. A, a future of specifically payments. It's sort of around general finance, but payments is definitely the central theme. Right. So, and this is what your company does. So, your company is called Final, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I I checked out the video on the homepage, and basically, it's a is it it's a credit card? Is that what it is? Yes. So you yeah, guys are, are you guys are card. a credit company? Yes and no. Okay. So we are a credit card company. Uh, when you get a Final card, you're getting a new credit card, which is holistically a new line of credit and all of the product aspects associated with what final is. Uh, you're also getting a consumer ally in, in payments and sort of a different relationship than you probably ever had with a credit card company. So explain a little bit about what you get if you, and, and this is something that you can sign up for now or is it still in, in beta? So we are a little ways away from a card and market. Um, mm. We'll be letting people on on a rolling beta basis. We have a wait list right now. We launched 
publicly with uh, our website and our, our video introducing the world of the concept about three weeks ago, and we've got 30,000 people on the wait list so far. Wow. So if you want to be one of the first, jump on board. Um, but with, with Final, um, you're getting a, a new line of credit. You're interacting with Final through uh, a physical card and a number of digital touch points, a web, web application, a browser extension, a mobile application, and some other apps that are under development too. But the core concept is credit cards typically have this one static number. And that provides sort of this inherent limitation. With Final, you're not limited to one number. You give a different number to every merchant you transact with, and you can levy controls on each one of those numbers individually. So that begs the question then on, uh, as far as online payments are concerned. How do, you sure. give an, how do you get a number to, say, Amazon? Yeah, so through any one of the three access points that I mentioned, your mobile application, your browser extension, your web application, you can generate a card number specifically for that merchant, and we will fill the form in for you. So we make it as easy as possible for you to generate a number and establish a new relationship that you have more control over. Right. And is it still using the magnetic reader on the back, like when you have the physical card? Yeah. Yeah. It's chip and pin. So there's a transition in the U.S. to the technology that's been around Europe for the last 10 to 15 years. And we work in both both modalities. So both uh, your typical swipe experience, but also the chip and pin that you'll start seeing around the U.S. in the next is it, 12 months. Is it so. fair to say like you're a, a physical version of Apple Pay? Uh, we are in a lot of ways some of what Apple Pay does and a lot that they don't do. So we provide that same security and a... Uh, a basically for any in-person experience and, and for any online experience. Apple Pay is a fantastic in-person product, and it's a perfect vector for what Final is, which is this way to levy controls over every merchant relationship mm-hmm. that you establish. So, uh, yeah, you could look at us as, as being a credit card that has the features of Apple Pay, but everywhere. So I saw your video, and it's awesome. And I understand what you mean when you say levy controls, but I'm pretty sure no one listening knows <laughs> about you yet. So could you kind of like elaborate on that? Sure. So when I sign up for Netflix and Amazon.com and my health insurance company and my gym, with Final, I give a different number to each one of those merchants. And I can put a dollar amount per month restriction, for instance, on my Netflix subscription. The final also locks that number to the merchant so that, let's say that a merchant breach happens. Somebody gets a hold of that number, they can't use it anywhere else because any transactions from another merchant are automatically declined. Now, the user is able to set a dollar amount or an expiration date that's distinct from their main account and distinct from any of their other relationships. They can also cancel that number at any time. Hmm. So if I sign up with my gym and they tell me I can only cancel it after 10 months, I can be like, well, that's funny, because screw you, and I just disable it. I can't advocate breaking contracts, but yes, right. 100%. Okay. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that, because um, I, I know that um, you you say you're, you're a credit card company, but you're also not a credit card company, but... Uh, is this something that I mean? You you you're gonna you're gonna get a line of credit when you sign up for the card, right? Sure. Is there is there value points? Is there a reward system that's attached like to most credit cards have, or some credit cards have? Is there any sort of thing behind the scenes that we don't know about or haven't been expressed on your website yet, or maybe in the works? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, 
something that's sort of central to what what we think is is the future of credit cards is there's there's a lot of value to be had outside of rewards. So a big focus on of what we're doing is providing a feature set that makes sense in your everyday life, makes sense with the way that people want to be interacting with not just their banks, but their credit card companies, but also the merchants through through that credit card. So we're offering a lot of value outside of rewards, but we also down the line want to offer some compelling, easy to redeem rewards that make sense. And they're not, not things as obtuse as, as points where you have to do some obscure conversion in your head, but something you, you can use on a daily basis makes your life easier, makes a little bit of a difference. Right. So that's something Ultimately, you're planning on introducing. Yeah. And, and early on, we'll have a simple rewards program, something comparable. In all likelihood, it'll be something like a straight cash back. Right. And a, a big piece of what we're doing is rewards are all that people differentiate in, uh, in credit cards right now. It, but in order to have a decent rewards program, you have to be one of these upper tier card, card holders. What we're talking about with Final is value that you can have across the FICO score spectrum. So if you're on a secured card product, you can have a feature set that's compelling and as valuable as somebody who spends $50,000 a month on their credit card and is in a much different financial position. Hmm. So what what made you start this? I mean, this, are you the CEO? Are you the founder of this product? Yeah, I'm one of three founders and I am the CEO. Okay, so what what was the... What was the catalyst or what was the thing that you said uh, we need to change in the credit card industry and decided to set out and do this product? Uh, that's a two-part answer. Okay. So the initial thing, the really acute thing that happened was uh, we, all three of us got, I had our cards canceled from the Target breach, but we had no oh, communication from welcome our Welcome to the club, yeah. Right? And, uh, along with 60 million other people. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, my two co-founders and another one of our team members, we've, we've got five people in the team right now, uh, all, all founding members of the team. Mm -hmm. Three of them were traveling in Europe, and Aaron, one of my co-founders, had his card canceled while he was traveling. He got no notification for what was going on or when he was going to get a new card or, or how he could resolve the situation. So he was left without the ability to pay for a meal or transportation or a place to stay. Oh, Luckily, wow. he was with a couple of other people who could, so he, he was good on that front. But he got back. Uh, immediately, we started texting back, of, back and forth, what do you know about credit cards? And we thought, you know, this is a system that hasn't changed in so many years. Any other product you interact with on the internet has a way for you to protect information and to interact with other services the way that you you want to, and it evolves over time as technology improves. Credit cards aren't that way. So our initial thought was, what would a credit card built for the internet look like? And mm. the natural extension of that was, why does a credit card have one number? Nothing has one single defining access point to anything anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. And the other side of it was, we had such a terrible experience, not just around this breach, but around almost everything that we did with our credit card companies. So uh, in particular, both debit and credit cards, especially around a breach event, communicating with the bank, figuring out what's wrong, getting the money back, or reestablishing all the relationships is just a nightmarish experience. And so there are two aspects to what we what is driving us here. One is this payment mechanism is old and it's clearly broken in a number of different ways. But two, 
the way that we interact with our financial institutions is also broken. They don't communicate with me the way that I want to be communicated with. The experiences they offer aren't the ones that I want to use. I'd rather go to Apple or Google or Amazon and use their applications when I'm trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so there's an opportunity to to treat the customer the way that they want to be treated in an evolving technology-centric world. Interesting. So you did you develop this credit card specifically to be used for online purchases? Uh, that was the initial idea, uh-huh. but there's clearly a need to to improve the experience across all payment experiences. Yeah, because I mean, uh, you I mean you actually have a physical card here, and it actually looks I mean it looks awesome. Uh, the card itself, thanks. But the uh, it, it has that chip on the front that I have on my Chase Sapphire card, and it kind of looks similar with it with the number of the you know the credit card number is actually not on the front. It's a very clean looking card, and but but I still on my even on my Chase Sapphire card my my, you know, the the entire credit card account number is on the back, and so on this card there is no number. Well, there's no number on the front. It remains okay. to be seen what the the final look on the back is going to be, and I'll let you know when I know. And is that but, is that regulation like like government regulation like says that you have to put something on there? There are aspects of regulation, but uh, in all honesty, there are also brand considerations when you're talking to card manufacturers. Oh, okay. Dude, so I want to maybe jump back a little bit because you had mentioned that um, rewards-wise, you really wanted to try and keep everyone equal in what you'd provide. And I I felt like you were maybe hinting towards the fact that uh, this is not only for people with, like, immaculate credit. Is that that the case? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a – I think that there's a huge opportunity, and I'd almost go as far – no, I'll definitely go as far as to say that there's a responsibility, I think, that's been ignored in financial services in some respects to produce products that not only satisfy the expectations and the experience needs of consumers, but also are, from a almost an ethical standpoint, geared towards improving people's lives. And so – uh, there are differing needs across the FICO spe- score spectrum. But one thing that I think personally that's annoyed us a bit about credit especially, consumer lending in a lot of different areas, but credit especially is that uh, it has different effects on people in different financial situations. Being able to leverage yourself is an almost magical capability, and it's a fantastic thing if you can manage it. But a lot of the products out there encourage a really, it's not, it's not an irresponsible thing because I'm blaming, blaming the customer in that case, but they, they obscure information that's very important for making Im, Im, important decisions about your spending habits, about how you interact with credit. And one of the things we want to do with Final is put a lot of that really important information right in the forefront and make sure that everything that we do with the consumer is totally transparent. And the needs between your kid getting out of college and your you know, Fortune 500 CEO spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on a credit card. They're very, very different from a, uh, a from from a financial consideration perspective, but not necessarily from a data perspective, how they interact with some of these things. So I absolutely want to satisfy people's needs across a spectrum. Um, and I think rewards are something that's probably not the prime consideration for, for certain people. Interesting. So uh, are you then also hinting towards possibly more responsible interest rates? So it remains to be seen whether I'm going to be able to to do much with the interest rates right away. Ultimately, we're working with an issuing partner who's going to be handling a lot of the underwriting. But what I can do is 
build in really great budgeting tools around spending. So visibility on where is your money going? Are you ha- is it a subscription or is it a one-time purchase? Is it online or is it offline? And building an intentionality behind how you're using this card. So you're establishing these relationships with a purpose behind them with Final. And you know what to expect. So there's, there's a fraud prevention aspect to it, but there's a natural budgeting capability in that as well. Because you're able to set a limit on the relationships you establish. And there are some features around it, whether or not it's a hard stop or, or just a notification as well. See, so, oh, sorry, in, I was going to say something, but I had. Yeah, so, so in the example where you're like, you know, the Fortune 500 CEO versus the, the kid going to college, um, how, how are you going to, um, like, what are you going to do there? Are you going to say, like, hey, man, like, I, I know, you know, you're uh, smart, but you've already spent $5,000 this month. Like, you got to slow. Like, how do you approach that? No, I think that what's important is in empowering, not necessarily dictating how people behave, but saying, you know what, here's, here's all of the information about what you're doing, and here's some ability to, to control the way that you're interacting with this payment tool. So one prime, prime example of, of something that we're doing with Final is, let's say that I give you a $10,000 credit line, but for whatever reason, circumstances dictate either you've got some savings goals or, you know what, you are switching jobs or you're doing something. You just don't want to spend as much right now. We'll let you artificially lower your limit to whatever you're comfortable spending on that month. And that's that can be, you know what, I'm going to put the slider down to $2,000 and I'll get a notification when I'm approaching that spending that spending velocity for the month. Yeah, it seems to be like just a more responsive credit card. Is that yeah, like yeah, kind of what you In a lot of ways, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, I, I could tell you to get my credit score increased, it's a song and a dance, right? I mean, you can go online and submit a thing and blah, 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 blah whatever, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, there's also some issues with just dealing with the customer service reps. I imagine you're going to be putting some time and effort into how you deal with customer service on the phone as well as just on the internet. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one of the things that uh, are you guys attached to a credit card company to provide credit, or because I you know when you said you're kind of both, does that mean you have like a backer? I guess quote unquote, like is Visa backing you? Yeah, that that's. Almost a, a technicality when I say both. Uh, we are providing a credit card, but we're doing it in conjunction with a banking partner. And right. So somebody's backing us for for the credit and our interaction, sponsoring our interaction with the payment networks. So as just an independent organization, you can't do all of the things necessary to provide a credit card. Right, like control the interest rate. <laughs> like control the interest right. rate. Right. So, and one of the things that um, I think... I mean, here's this is more of a, a business question, but sure. a, a lot of credit card companies, from my understanding, make their money off of people who suck with credit. But it seems like what you're going to do with this is you're going to actually help make people better with credit with the tools that you're going to offer within the service of the credit card. Do you think that that's going to cause an issue with raising profits and, and growing? I don't think so. So okay. you're right. Uh, there are a couple different models in credit. And depending on the population you're talking about, your traditional companies make money on very different things. So your really upper-end borrowers typically don't revolve. So they don't make any money on the debt necessarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your lower-end cardholders, from a product perspective, might have some higher interest rates and they may hold a balance. And so some of that income, uh, a significant portion in a lot of cases, is from debt holding. Mm. Now, I... 
am not just doing this because credit's a good business. I'm doing this because I think it's a business that needs to be reformed. And so if I can produce an experience that people love that actually helps them to make smarter smarter financial decisions and interact and have more control over their financial life, then I'm very happy changing the way that revenue is done in this business and moving it more towards a model that, that incentivizes me to provide a great experience. So making money on the transactions rather than really focusing on increasing debt, which is something that happens a lot in the industry. Mm -hmm. Are you getting any pushback from the credit card companies? Uh, everybody knows that the the things that people want are, are changing and the experiences and the services out there aren't satisfactory. So everybody's trying to figure out how can we make our customers happy. And we've hit on something. So they're excited about what we're doing. And I think that there are people with good intentions out there in financial services, a lot of them. And it, it just so happens that the what drives business isn't necessarily what drives people. And I'm trying to, to bridge that gap a little bit. Is there anything else that um, maybe we haven't touched on about this credit card that you think that's important to, to have people understand before this thing, you know, really goes public? I'm trying to think. Uh, because I mean, talk. it's because, yeah, it's not it's not technically public. I mean, you can you can enter your email address for early access. Right. So mm -hmm. it's one of those like you got a waiting list. And when the thing hits, you know, everyone will get their 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 share. But uh, what's I mean, because is everything is everything fleshed out as of now, or is it still kind of like uh, uh, like a juggling act at this point? Uh, there are a lot of things that are decided, and there are some things that are up in the air. Ultimately, some things are going to be decided by uh, our partner, and, and some things we're going to mm -hmm. learn once we have our, our first beta customers with, uh, with cards in hand. So things are going to evolve over time, and we're going to be as communicative as we possibly can with people. We're about... We're about making sure that the people understand what we're doing and, and actually having some 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 real feedback loops to, to hear what you want and, and and respond to it quickly. So over time the message is, is gonna evolve. You guys are gonna learn more as as we learn more and Sweet. as we get a little closer to market. So uh, I actually have one question and one Shoot. concern. Uh, the the question is do you know roughly when you're you're planning to go live with this? Uh, we are looking at, at middle of 2015 as a, sort of a pessimistic view on our beta. Um, I'm hesitant to, to promise anything on the public launch. I want to be, be able to promise things that, uh, that I can come through with. So I'll let you know when we know what our launch date is going to cool. be. So you're saying like mid-2015 uh, to start rolling out to your beta people? Yeah, it'll be on the wait list first, and it'll be on a rolling basis. And, and as we, we learn and we accommodate and we make sure that we're, we're providing the experience we want, we'll, we'll keep adding people. And full public launch sometime in 2015 is our target. Awesome. And I guess my, my only concern, because I think it sounds like an excellent idea, but my, my only concern is, have you considered the ramifications of not putting uh, Matt and I at the top of your beta list? <laughs> As far as I understood, you're on our beta list. Yes, and there, there are ways to move yourself down if you share, you share your uh, your referral link. Really? Yeah, I actually did, I did share it on Twitter. I, I but we I don't know how uh, we were on terms of like the the list if we're. You know. I think we should probably talk a little bit about that. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 on the list and I'm signing up for it and I'm I'm sharing it because I think this is something that. I'd I'm excited about it. Yeah, this. I'm excited about it too. I'm definitely interested in it and I really want to uh, look. I 
as much as I advocate the use of credit cards, I still have my tussles with them here and there. And I've, and I've gone through the same thing you've gone through with Target. Although it wasn't as dramatic, I wasn't I wasn't across the country, or I'm sorry, I wasn't in another country when it happened. Thank God. Uh, nor would I be in another country, even that, even so. But uh, you know, I've had I've had an issue where I moved into a new condo. I bought my first house. And I went to go rent my, you know, budget truck to to move all my stuff, and my credit card was declined because American Express canceled it on me, and without <laughs> any warning, without anything, I'm just like, and I called them up, and they were like, oh yeah, well you bought a house, so we canceled it. Well, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like at least be transparent with me, which is why I love the idea of this because of the transparency and what what I what really like drives me to use a credit card is is the reward system because it's so much better and not the not not just the reward system, but the the security that comes along with using a credit card, say, versus a debit card. So I'm glad you guys are touching on all those things uh, before your launch. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. There's a. Uh, go ahead. No, I was no, I wasn't going to say anything. Sorry. No, we're we're going to expand onto to debit and prepaid uh, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit's definitely our first launch platform for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it is inherently more protective because. Ultimately, you're spending someone else's money. So if there is a breach event, you know you're not clawing your money back. You're just sort of having having illegitimate charge erased. Right. And, and that, from a consumer perspective, is is very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I agree with you. It's awesome. And and uh, so for for now, uh, people can go to getfinal.com to to get on the 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 waiting list, right? And yeah. wh- where else can they can they find you on social media, right? Yeah, so on Twitter at Final, we're on Facebook at, uh, I believe, Get Final Card, and you can always email us, info at Get Final, uh, and we're pretty responsive. Reach out. I want to hear from everybody on, you know, what, what is it that, that's exciting about this to you as an individual, and, and what's, what's your experience been with some of the other, the other institutions you've worked with, because we want to be the best at all all right, so you're so you're saying people can email in at info at getfinal.com. Yeah, you'll get the whole team, and somebody will get back to you as soon as we can. Okay, I look, I think that people should absolutely email you and and let them know. I guess let you know what their thoughts are, what they want to see in a car, what they you know what they have they have maybe have issues, and give you that. I guess you you guys have to help type, shape the card in yeah. your image. You know, if you have that's ideas, right. that tight feedback loop. That's awesome. That's- Awesome! You're actually the first person who, who opened up their, their email, <laughs> whatever to, to them to our people. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I hope yeah. I hope you guys do that. So, uh, hey Matt, listen, I'm 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 pushing for you, and uh, you got our support for sure. And uh, good luck with everything. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, we'll make sure you, you guys are two of the first. Yes, and Bad thanks. For, yeah, and thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. And guys, listen, uh, if you have any questions about anything, email info at getfinal.com. And also you can email us. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me just do that one more time. Uh, Info (laughs) at getfinal.com. Also, you can email us at listenmoneymatters. I'm sorry. Listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And if you like the show, you should please subscribe to our podcast so you can get an episode downloaded every single day to your device. And then leave a review. If you really like the show, it's like, I subscribed, but I also love them so much. I want to tell them how much I love them. You can do that in a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And I'm going to read a quick review from BD Querty uh, from the United States. People have such the strangest names when they leave reviews. <laughs> but BD Querty 
From one broke Philadelphian, five stars, unlike the review before mine, I enjoy that these two are transparent about the fact that they are figuring out how to adjust and improve their own financial lives while offering advice to others. They don't preach or attempt to be experts. Rather, give the listeners a chance to learn from their mistakes slash experiences, which is one, whoa, sorry, which one of you has the beard? Philly forever. It's me, <laughs> Matt. I have the beard. And yes, Philly forever. Love Philadelphia. Matt's the bearded one. I'm the cool one. Well, <laughs> I think having a beard makes you the cool one. Matt, you have a beard, right? I do. Yeah, that makes you cool. Plus, uh, your name's Matt, so totally, that makes you double cool. And so, yeah. Uh, yes, that's me with the beard, Philly Forever. Agreed. Uh, go to our website, listenmoneymatters.com, and check out our toolbox, where we list all of the things we talk about here on the show, all the apps, the devices, the cards, everything, at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. I have to mention, also, if you're still with us, to go and call up our financial rant hotline. Call it up. Leave a message. Tell us how much you're pissed about things, and we'll play it at the end of the show. It's 856-818-3738, and uh, do that. Also, real quick, I want to mention um, we are teaming up with Stacking Benjamins. It's another podcast, another financial podcast, and we are in a contest to see who can raise the most money for a charitable organization called Texas 4000. And what this organization is going to do next summer is they're sending 90 people out on bicycles, you know, pedals, and they're going to they're gonna pedal their bicycles from Austin, Texas, all the way up to Anchorage, Alaska. That's 4,500 miles in 72 days. So an entire summer, they're just going to be driving up the, the United States and... It's pretty big, and what they're doing it for is cancer research, and we are trying to raise more money for this organization than Stacking Benjamin's podcast, and I think we can do it since, hey, guys, we're number four in all of iTunes right now, uh, so, and we're-, we're Investing of iTunes, not uh, No, all. nope, nope, all of iTunes, we are <laughs> we are above everyone, and what we want to do is, is utilize that and use our power and numbers to donate money to something that we support. It's cancer research. So go to listenmoneymatters.com slash Texas 4000. That's all one word. And when you go, it's going to take you right to the Texas 4000 website where you're going to be able to donate money. Me and Andrew have already done that. And we want you to type in listen money matters as the person you're writing for or the person you want to ride for. And then type in the number. We will beat the Stacking Benjamins podcast on the amount of money we raise. I, I'm saying it now. And then guess what? We have a gentleman's agreement that if we beat them, they have to talk about us for an entire two weeks on their podcast. They have to build us up, make us seem awesome, and we can expose ourselves to their audience. Vice versa, however, if we lose, we're going to have to do that. So we don't want to talk about Stacking Benjamins on the show for the next two weeks. So donate some money to that. Real quick, to just cap things off, I want to give a big shout-out and a thank you to Betterment for being our sponsor of the show. Thank you, Betterment. Really love you guys. And again, to Matt. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. GetFinal.com. Thanks a lot. And also, Betterment is awesome. Betterment? Definitely. I'll confirm that. Excellent. So thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. So later. Later, man. Thanks, guys. Tell your friends about this show.